It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wednesday, July 15th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Paul, uh, another night at the ballpark. Uh, always a good good thing uh, uh, spending a night at the ballpark, uh, even if it's just an inter-squad game. But uh, Shane Bieber, really the story of this one, is the uh, the Tito's uh, crew. Um, uh, I guess they were the, the home team on the, on the scoreboard. Yeah. Shane Bieber uh, pitched. I guess a complete ball game, six innings, looked really good. Uh, Ten strikeouts in, in, in that outing. And it was against some of the, the top Indians hitters in their lineup. Yeah, he, he really looked uh, he really looked sharp, you know, compared to uh, his first start of uh, spring training, too, where he, you know, kind of retired the first six guys he faced and then ran into some speed bumps. But uh, – Tonight it was, you know, he gave up one run in the fifth on a consecutive doubles by Santana and Naquin, and, and that was pretty much it. And then he he struck out, uh, I want to say, the last five guys he faced, mm-hmm. ten guys in for the night, like you said, and he really, really looked sharp. One thing that uh, both Bieber and pitching coach Carl Willis pointed out uh, sort of in their postgame comments, and, and we'll get to those in a few minutes here as we – as we let you listen to them, but uh, they both mentioned the the competitiveness, and you know it's hard to artificially manufacture that in, in these inter squad games. But Bieber uh, sort of he sort of had that fire. Did you notice when uh, you know he he barked or, or got a little upset when uh, the umpires weren't calling some some strikes on check swings that he thought he got? Yeah, you know I didn't notice that, uh, but uh, I guess uh, you know like the fourth time through the lineup. And he's saying, you know, I'm facing Lindor and Ramirez and, uh, you know, Naquin and Santana, like, you know, four very good pitchers and, I mean, hitters, and he's not getting some calls. And I I don't even know if they had an umpire at third base. No, they didn't have umpires at third base. They had Ed Hickox behind the plate. Yeah. Tim Timmons and John Bacon were uh, on the bases, but nobody at third. Uh, Normally uh, a major league crew has four guys and and this only had three. So he wasn't going to get to check swings if they appealed, but he he was barking a little bit. And I, Carl Willis liked that. He was, you know, and, and I think, um, you know, it showed uh, if you can get mad during, a, you know, kind of a mundane inter-squad game or get a little competitive, that's a good sign for, you know, nine days away, he's going to be the opening day pitcher. 
for the Indians on uh, July 24th against Kansas City. And and like you said, uh, he was facing actually a shorter lineup. The uh, the the team of uh, I, I believe uh, Mike Barnett's team, Barney's bunch, uh, only batted seven guys in their order. So he was getting back up to the top of the order with Cesar Hernandez and Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor faster than he normally would in a in a real game. So that that was one of his complaints was, hey, I'm, I've got to face these these top hitters, you know, at least once an inning. Uh, and so so maybe that sort of lit a fire under him as well. Yeah, and uh, you know, in the last inning, he strikes out Hernandez, Ramirez, and Lindor in Jeez. order to end a game. That's that's not too bad. Ah, uh, come on, we've we've seen that out of, of Shane Bieber on on that mound before. Just not yeah, that's not true. quite a, a little bit more important of a game. All right, <laughs> let's uh, let's step away here and and listen to what Shane Bieber had to say, and then we'll come back and give you what Carl Willis had to say about Shane Bieber's outing. Uh, I felt good. Uh, was able to throw, uh, you know, some better cutters, some better change-ups, and, um, you know, overall felt good. It was nice to, to get out there and face some new guys. I haven't really faced those guys uh, up until this point. And, uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. Just another uh, kind of stepping stone towards uh, opening day. Yeah, I'm just uh, – I have a little bit different uh, thought while I'm throwing it now. I'm just trying to pronate it. A little bit more. I trust the action out of the hand, and that kind of helps me finish the pitch. So uh, over the last week, that's kind of the adjustment that I made, and I, I've seen some improvements. So uh, it's really just a matter of developing the consistency with it, and um, you know, continuing to to get better with it. But yeah, it's been feeling good with all all five. Uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at. Obviously, the action of the pitch, but sometimes you can't see that because of a different kind of follow through, or you're kind of falling off the mound, and so. Uh, communicating with Roberto in between innings, how the pitch is working, uh, and, and coaching staff as well. And then obviously hitter swings, um, that generally is instant feedback like that. So I uh, was getting some pretty good feedback uh, on changeups that I was starting in the zone and I started to get uh, guys out front. And, uh, you know, I, once I saw a, a few of those swings, I was able to kind of trust a little bit more and throw it more in the zone and let it work from there. All right, that was Shane Bieber uh, in his postgame comments. Uh, good to see the good to see the fire there a little bit, Hoinsey. Uh, I, I think uh, you know all the all the comparisons and and you know Tito mentioned it again in his pregame about Bieber and comparing him to to where uh, Corey Kluber was at this point in his career. And I think all those things line up still. So uh, as long as he stays healthy, he's 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 going to be a good one. Yeah, I never saw Kluber get mad though. <laughs> I never saw. Him. <laughs> I, I, I think the one time I did see him get mad, he, uh, uh, who was uh, Baltimore's manager, he was, uh, you know, um, Showalter. Showalter. Showalter was stalling, and the uh -huh. the umpire wouldn't wouldn't let him warm up. You know, throw warm up pitches. He wouldn't let Beaver throw warm up pitches while. Uh, Show Walter was out there arguing, and he gave up a hit. And you know, as soon as play started, and the next day, you know, Kluber uh, was Kluber got upset, mad, yeah. but he was a little upset. But yeah, this is this is interesting. This was a good sign. Well, this is Carl Willis and what he had to say post game about Shane Bieber's uh, second inter squad start of the summer camp session. He did a tremendous job you know, during the time we were away of, of maintaining what he had started in Arizona. Um, you know, obviously the intensity is going to pick up 
when you know we start to face you know uh, teams that that aren't wearing the same uniform, if you will. But I, you know, I told him I, I was really excited. He he got a little bit um, you know upset tonight with a couple of check swings that maybe weren't called. That you know we didn't have an umpire at third base. So he's definitely competing, and uh, and that's important. But he was very fun to watch tonight. Carl, how did you see Beaver improve from his first start to this start tonight? You know what, Andre? I think um, tonight his his changeup um, was really really effective, and and uh, you know he's been playing around uh, with a, a little bit of a different grip. Um, and, and all of a sudden, you know, he, he started to create a little more depth of that pitch along with Fade. Um, you know, last year, uh, you know, it, it's been the last pitch to come for Beeps. Um, at times, it would be a little too firm and from the shape, um, you know, still not getting quite the action. I think we're seeing that really all come together right now. And um, for the most part, um, it was a pitch that, that he really wanted to go out and play with tonight and utilize. And, uh, hey, it seemed like he faced Frankie and, and Jose every inning he went out there and Carlos Santana. Um, we, we saw some check swings and swings and misses, uh, even the last at-bat uh, with Lindor after he fell behind in the count. So I think that's a pitch that he's worked on tremendously. We've seen improvement. It's going to be a, a bigger part of his repertoire here in 2020. All right. There was more than just Shane Bieber on the mound on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, we also saw a pretty solid outing from James Karinchak, and, and that was definitely something that Karinchak needed was to go out there and, and have a good outing uh, for pitched an inning and, and didn't give up a run uh, after struggling in his first appearance of, of spring training part two. Yeah, I mean, first, I think he's, this might have been his third appearance. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, you know, the first time out, he walks four guys, forces home a run. Last uh, second time out, he walked he walked at least one one guy in the inning. Uh, tonight, he was, you know, on fire. Three straight uh, three straight strikeouts. Uh, they played Wild Thing as he as he came in his walk on music or walk up music, and uh, he 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 looked he looked like the good Wild Thing tonight. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's tough to live up to. All right, here's what game James Karinchak had to say after the game uh, on Tuesday night at Progressive Field. James, tell us what was different between your last outing in an inter-squad game and, and this one, obviously. Uh, today, uh, I got touched the, uh, touched the mound before I actually went into the game. So, like, uh, today in throwing program, uh, Carl, Sweeney, and Ruben and I uh, touched the mound before the game and uh, gave me some extra confidence before I even got to the bullpen today and uh, stuff started to click. Um, yeah, I mean, it's mostly just uh, confidence that I can compete with the, the best in the game and just uh, being confident, yeah, mostly confidence, just believe I can be here and you know, hopefully gain a role. Uh, I mean, still uh, competition, so I mean, it's definitely better than being at home just because I was on a turf mound at home, so putting cleats on and competing against uh, some of the best guys in the world, I mean, it's a great time. So it was touching the mound, huh? That that that's yeah. what did it. Uh, get he, he they, the the phrasing was kind of kind of awkward and clumsy, but I guess the idea was, you know, he got to throw a a bullpen, not a bull, not a, like a full bullpen, but he got up on the bull on the the bullpen mound and and pitched before the game started, which I guess is something that he does. And his warm ups and his routines are uh, of uh, you know mythical in in minor league as his as he progressed through the minor leagues. 
his routine is is definitely something that he doesn't like to waver from. And so that's got to be a lot more difficult dealing with all of these COVID protocols and, and the social distancing uh, for him. But he's he's been able to adjust, I guess. Yeah, I thought he was like Mark Fidrich. He was going to pat the mound down or, you know, do a little groundskeeping on the mound. I, I didn't know what he was talking about. What, what doesn't he warms up in the bullpen, right? He He's actually, off the mound he actually throws even like early in the game. Like he'll get oh. up in like the, don't you remember back yeah, in that's September right. when he was up and we looked out into the bullpen and it was like the second or third inning and we're all kind of looking at each other like, there's somebody warming up and it was, you know, Bieber or Plesek or Clevenger was, was humming through the first couple of innings. And we're like, who's out there warming up in the bullpen? And it was Karen Jack. It was after yeah. they had, had called him up. And then, uh, you know, uh, Bart Swain, the Indians uh, baseball operations guy, he, he, he sort of looked at us and said, don't worry, it's just something he does. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they, they sort of knew about that. And I guess that was one of the things that Karen Jack wasn't able to do in his, his first couple outings. But today he quote unquote touched the mound before the game. Yeah. And that's, Hey, if, if that's what this kid needs to get his head right for a game, let him touch the mound every damn night. I don't care. Yeah. Just go out there and do what he did tonight. And it, you can touch the mound all you want. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, uh, big, big arm and big potential and uh, great stuff. Just his breaking ball. When he throws it over the plate compared to the fastball, geez, oh, man, what a separator. When, when you can sit in the press box and see the, diff- the movement on that breaking ball and see how sharp it is from the press box, that, that, that tells you it's something special. It's, it's a, it's a game-changer for him. All right, uh, another top performance. I think, uh, I think Tyler Naquin might have played himself into uh, one of those $100 bills from Tito. Uh, with his performance last night, he uh, or on 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 Tuesday night, uh, you know, what, what did he do at the plate? I, I, I yeah, two straight there. doubles, back to back doubles, drove mm-hmm. in uh, the the uh, Barney's only run. Uh, you know, followed Santana with a double off the high off the wall that was almost a home run. Uh, he and he's been hitting the cover off the ball, Joe. He he, you know, he. Uh, I think he had what a couple of hits last night, uh, or what did he was he in there last night? No, he wasn't. Yeah, he had he yeah. had one double last night, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, so he's he's really swung the bat well. He looks healthy, and uh, he's driving the ball. He's and uh, you know, tonight uh, was a that was a hustle double. His sec his uh, first double in in uh, the fourth inning to lead off the fourth inning because it looked like uh, you know he's going to hold up, and then he just made the turn and and beat the throw into second base. Uh, and you know that's a good thing to see is that he's he's sort of letting it go and, and sort of getting out. It, you know, I for anybody who's had that surgery and had that injury, there's a a period of adjustment where you have to learn to trust yourself again and trust that you're not you know just gonna have the thing fall out of whack. But uh, apparently, uh, hey, everybody should get ACL surgery and come back. Uh, you hit like a <laughs> you hit like Mantle out there. Uh, I mean, he's. He's really looked strong uh, every time I've seen him so far in, in, in this camp. Yeah, and, you know, now uh, with uh, two outfielders down, like we talked about before, Luplo and DeShields, you know, the, the, the door is wide open for a lot of guys right now. Right, and Framil Reyes, obviously, nursing that sore back uh, and more, more like nursing sore pride after Terry Francona said that his, uh, <laughs> his 
slide into second base on uh, Monday night looked more like a car crash, I believe it was yeah, yeah. how Tito said it. Uh, so, yeah, that was interesting. And, you know, all joking aside, he said Framil might have, you know, tweaked his back a little bit, and that's why he was giving him a day. He might give him another day tomorrow. Who knows? But, you know, it's a big guy with a big body, and you don't want to mess with that. Definitely. And uh, they need him. They need him in the middle of the lineup. And if they're going to do anything, they need his bat in there healthy. Well, if I said a six foot five Dominican slugger hit a grand slam for the Indians tonight, you would have thought I was talking about Fran Mil Reyes. But in fact, I'm talking about Domingo Santana, who finally uh, showed up in, in uh, summer training camp for the Indians tonight. Yeah, and he get it off uh, Anthony Ghost, uh, you know, hard thrower. And Ghost had, you know, pitched himself into a, a spot where he had to throw a strike. The bases were loaded. Um, you know, he walked, you know, he. Ghosts like, uh, you know, one of those innings where you strike out the side, but you also walk two guys, you give up two hits, and you go, and one of them is a grand slam. So this is, a, you know, Carl Willis was talking about him after the game. They love this guy's arm. They love his athletic ability. You know, obviously he's a converted outfielder, still kind of wrestling with uh, the transition from position player to uh, pitcher. but. Uh, he said his first pitch to start the inning to to uh, to George Valera uh, mm-hmm. was 99 miles an hour. So this is this is a guy that's got a lot of juice in there. They just got him to throw. They just have to get him to throw strikes. And Tito's comments uh, pregame about Ghosts were exactly that. The the kid needs reps. He needs yep. just more and more reps, and that's that's why having him at East Lake throughout this season is going to help him and and hopefully you know down the line maybe he contributes to the to the team in some way yeah and you know he's not a spring chicken either you know so it's just a shame that that they're not getting a chance there's no minor league season where he can go out there and make 50 appearances and and hone you know further hone his control uh so uh you know he's going to have to do it here in uh east lake or with the tribe so uh, we'll Most likely East Lake. <laughs> More yeah, than I, likely I East Lake. Uh, excellent, excellent. Well, uh, you know, another another night down, and we get closer to the, the weekend where we will see exhibition baseball for the first time this season. The Indians will travel to Pittsburgh, and uh, Tito sort of went over how that's going to look for for the Indians and what what's going to go on, at least for Saturday night, uh, the first trip out to Pittsburgh for the exhibition games. Yeah, it's going to be back to the minors to these guys. They're going to jump on the bus, uh, make the, uh, the what, the two-and-a-half, three-hour ride to uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, it's going to be a caravan. It's going to be like uh, uh, Hoosiers, you know, yeah, going like, to the – They're going, going in the waves country. because they're going to send yeah. an early bus and then another early bus and then a bus and then another bus. Or, <laughs> uh, I, I guess uh, the, the coaches are going to go out there first? Yeah, the coaches will go first. Uh, they'll get in the locker room, do all their stuff, uh, then get out of there, and and the bu- then the buses, the two buses of players will come, and I guess they, they're going to have to follow the same kind of protocols that they do in, in at Progressive Field. They'll go through that, and then they'll you know come home. They're they're not going to stay overnight. You know, there'll be like after the sixth inning, the early bus will leave with the guys that uh, you know came out of the game. And then the, the next two buses will take everybody else back. And uh, most of the replacement players 
are going to be coming from uh, Eastlake. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, while that game is being played, there'll be a, uh, a sim game. Uh, Plutko will be pitching a sim game back at Progressive, yeah, progressive Field. Field. Yeah. And another sort of wrinkle that uh, uh, Francisco Lindor actually helped come up with and, and, and figure out over the next, uh, you know, five to seven days or, or however many, uh, the, the, the core guys at the top of that order, uh, Hernandez, Lindor, Ramirez, Santana, uh, will all cycle through whatever lineups they're in as a DH. And so they'll at least get to rest their legs but still get to, to work on their timing at the plate. Yeah, that's a, that's a big, uh, that's a good, smart move, you know, and uh, Tito. And, and Lindor came up with it, right? And yeah, Lindor and, and they had to redo it. the lineups for the last four days to make it work. And, but, but to Tito's credit, I mean, this is something that came of a conversation with Frankie, and he said, hey, why don't we do it this way? And boy, so now, now Francisco Lindor, not only is your, your all-star shortstop, but he's making out your lineups for uh, for training camp as well. He, pretty soon he's going to be calling uh, calling uh, balls and strikes from shortstop like a Cal Ripken. Oh. <laughs> That'd be a story. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? I, I after the way he started this week, I, I wouldn't put it past Frankie <laughs> because he, uh, you know, he starts the starts off the weekend last week with calling his shot against Mike Clevenger and then hitting a home run uh, on on the first pitch he sees. Uh, so yeah, it, it's. Continuing on as we get closer to uh, the real thing, and uh, hopefully we, we get that this weekend. Hoinsey, we will check in with you again after tomorrow night's game uh, here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Thanks, Joe.